Okay, hello, welcome to Sari Edge. Today, my brother is going to be reading The 59A Bus Goes Back in Time by Terry Pratchett. It's in a book of short stories. Um, it's called Dragon at Crumbling Castle and other stories. Enjoy! Um, enjoy! The 59A bus goes back in time. The 59A bus, an old-fashioned bus belonging to the East Layton and Blackberry Traction Company, it pulled out of the station and trundled off after the post office stop. Driver Erica Grind was at the wheel, whistling cheerfully because it was early spring and she had just won 50 pounds in the lottery. Inside conductor Albert Brain and was teaching and training e-busman Ravi e. Singe and how to whistle when Inspector George North was, was standing on the platform by the rear door or watching the scenery go by. Occasionally, he ran up and down the stairs was at the back to look at the sea scenery from the top deck, too. No, oh, oh passenger had got on, on by the but by the time the bus crossed the, the notorious even more. Now, for those of you who know or anything about Gritshire, or you must remember that even more is where all the mystery comes from. It is always misty there and and strange lights are seen at night. Because of that, Gritshire has never been in ordinary county. Ma- magic things happen much to the annoyance of, of, of the county council because you can't put magic on the council tax. Anyway, the 598 bus pulled along the moor road, which was foggy, even though the sun was shining everywhere else. The, the driver grinders the road would has had disappeared. She hadn't driven off it. It had just gone! Not, not only that, but the whole bus was trembling and blue sparks were flashing off the hand ropes. They came to a, an abrupt halt. They hurried, he'd ra- she hurried around onto the rear of the bus. It's gone all right in this. Yes, she thought, just like in the detective stories. What's happened? Asked Sin Singe, standing on the platform and leaning out to look. The, fl- the fog began, began to blow away. Well, whatever the this is it. Isn't it a slate post office? Said Con- Conductor Bream. And I'll tell you that for nothing. Even more had changed. The road was there a few meters away, but it was much larger and cobbled. The hills seemed bigger, and the road, road ran straight as an arrow over there. 
We've just gone off the road. That's all, said Inspector North. But, but even he didn't quite believe himself. Hey, hey, somebody's coming, Histravi. Someone or some army was indeed marching along the road. The sun glinted off golden helmets and white shoes, and one soldier was singing a marching song. The leader of the soldiers had almost marched into the bus before he saw it. What's this? By Jupiter, he said. Now Ravi recognized is the Roman when he saw one. Somehow, they had driven out of the 20th century and into the 1st century BC. He stepped in in. He stepped forward, trying to remember his Latin. All her, all hair, all sorry, all hail, er, mighty Caesar. He began. The Roman an officer was is obviously impressed. We er have been, and we er have been sent by Rome. In this new earth mechanical elephant to see earth, how the impure legions are, are getting on here in, in Britannicus. This is um, Brutus Bremus, his and in general Claudia Grind and in Spartacus North and Cassius Sings. He pushed, pushed his turban back, back a little, hoping the soldiers would, would believe it was a new Roman fashion. That, that was quite sinking, lad, whispered Eric of Grind. General, General Antonius is Casca, said the Roman. It's good to, to meet another Roman amongst us all of these. these Barbarians, mechanical elephant, we say. Hmm. Soon the 59A, or rather, mechanical or elephant, an LIXA, was boiling down the Roman world. Food, food was sent to Rians all as pleased as puppies with their first bus ride. They, they couldn't pay in coppers, of course, so, so conductor or brain's bag was full of gold coins. Next up, East, 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 I wonder how how we are going to get out of this. Dri- driver Erica Agrind in stopped the bus in the center of the town, and, and the soldiers got off. The town had changed a lot. There are chariots and pack horses is in the streets instead of cars, and soon the bus was surrounding by gawping crowds. A very important-looking man was coming in out. 
or one of the buildings and talking to the soldiers. I don't like this, said Driver Grind to himself. Then the bus began to shake again, and just as the soldiers charged at the fog, then they disappeared. This time, on the, the, the journey he took, took longer, and the bus seemed to float in a world of mist and colored lights. Spectre Norris looked, looked at his pre- presentation and gold watch. Watch. The, the hands were whizzing around so fast that they could hardly be seen. Trainee, busman, and Ravi sent sat on the platform and watched the lights. Where would they land next? Crash! Something had run into them and and was cursing in a loud voice. The bus was rolled to to stop up in the long grass and the driver grind looked in their mirror. Behind them, a knight in black armor was sprawling in the dust while man-arms looked Looked at the the bus in, in astonishment, and a very heat-shaken horse got galloped away. There was a girl with 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 the with the man, and when she saw the bus, she broke away and leaped onto the platform. Save me from Baron Bonebuster! She cried, and in the arm, around he seems neck neck. He grabbed the. The bell rope opened and the bus roared off. I'm Lady Kathleen, said the girl. So, are you from the king? I, I, I thought you'd never come. Er, yes, we're from the king, said Rabbi cautiously. Um, which king? Arthur, of course. They all looked at each other. Meanwhile, the knights were galloping off, off, gall- galloping off after the bus, bus and and it was round the rear de- destination board. Inspector Norris got one and threw his hat. He'd always fancy himself with a knight in, in shining armor, but now he wasn't so so sure. Lady Kathleen is quite unconcerned. Merlin sent us, said Ravi, who thought an explanation was necessary. He, he created this moon in ca- castle by magic. Don't make me laugh. Said Lady Kathleen, "This is the number five nine eight from from the slate." Then she, she, she told them how she used to be a conductor on the thirty-five relief bus. One day, when they were crossing even more, where there had been a funny noise, he's in the bus. Us had had ended up um, in King Arthur's summer or castle. Castle at Eastlake. That had been a year ago. What happened to your bus then? Asked, asked Conductor Bream. Oh no! I got off and suddenly it was gone. What happened? And one of the bus runs out of diesel. Stops wherever it is. Oh dear! Said Ravi. 
we, we've only got、uh, a couple of ga- guns left. What? And then I had punctured the back tire of the bus. The nearest garage is a thousand years away. Moaned driver grinned. The, the blackness galloped up and surrounded the bus. Two of the crew were tied up to the hand handrails, and bare bones. But those men were towing the machine. Lee Kathleen was strapped onto a horse, and the band led them back and led them in triumph back to his castle. He was surprised at the bus, but not frightened, and because in those days magic ha- happened all the time. Some some of Merlin's work, I'll be bound, he said to himself. He he led them back. He led them to a black stone castle high on a cliff, and the four brass crew shivered as and the heavy port port portcullis was portcullis was lowered right behind them. They were led into the great hall of the castle. Miss Grant whispered Ravi, "If the bus starts." Time tra- traveling again. No, we're not on it. We'll be stuck here. It won't go. Will it? With a puncture. If we escape, can you change the wheel? Rainbone investors, King Arthur, sworn enemy, whispered a Catherine. If we don't get out of here, we're worse than that. De- we're worse than that. Enough of that, you five. Roared the Baron, King Arthur. Now t- you tell me why we're running sent you on this out on the cat this cast iron dragon thing. It's a bus," said Ravi. "It's used to it's used for carrying people from place to place." Yeah, the Baron closely. The soldiers, you mean? Yes, that's it. Just just let me go free, and I'll show you," said Ravi. He was cut loose and led down to the courtyard where the bus stood. Nurse was standing around it, looking puzzled. And Ravi climbed into the driver's seat. He drove round and round the courtyard, bumping along on the flat tire while Baron Bonebuster had the time of his life swinging the bow. Then Ravi he slammed all the brakes on. I'm just, just like Driver Grant used to. Clang dong, he grinned, and as as the nurse fell over one another, they dashed up up to the hall, set the others free, and they raced back to the bus. The band's men were were all dazed and shake, shaken, and it didn't take long to push them off off the platform. Already, despite the flat tire, the bus was is beginning to ri- to vibrate. The the, the mist swirled around it again, and they cleared the bus was standing on a small grassy hill overlooking a, a lake. There was a small of a smoke oak and on the horizon, a line of volcanoes crumbled to themselves.
My brother had to go to the bathroom, so we're waiting for him. I'll um, stop recording until he gets back. He's back now. Oh, he needs to find his page. We're back. Forests of giant ferns wailed in the trees. Well, I don't know about you lot, but I'm going to walk down to the lake, said Rowley. He, he, and he jumped off. The rest followed, except for Erica Grind, who stayed behind to mend the tire. The front force were reminded in Inspector Norris of a picture he had seen when, when he was at school, but he couldn't place it. Big shining dragonflies skimmed over the, the, the lake. I wonder where this is. I wonder, he said. I wonder when this is, said Ravi. Oh dear, oh dear, that conductor Green was watching. He had dinosaur hitting itself out of the lake. The dinosaur had splashed it its way down to the shore and peered down, down, down on it the four times to others. It, it lo looks like one of the herbivorous variety. So, Ravi, one eats water plants. Are you sure of that? Asked Green nursery. No, said Ravi. Shall we run away? They backed away into the front forces again. The dinosaur watched them go oh, with a bored expression. So we're that far back, muttered Ravi. Well, I hope we don't meet a Tyrannosaurus Rex. That, that's old case. I think that one was a Diplodocus. It's in their harness now. But, but once they had a picture or book about prehistoric monsters, and I think most of them are dangerous. Is there anything else we need to worry about? Asked Kathleen. Bombless swamps, poisonous insects, volcanoes, hot springs, earthquakes, and, and thunderstorms, said Ravi. Should I say any more? Or Definitely not, said Conductor Breen. They reached the bus where Driver Grind was mending the back tire. The hole is rather large, she said. I don't think I can repair it. And since, since it was a pretty bumpy ride from King Arthur's time, I don't think in, in the bus will stamp another turn. He leaned where... Warmaroon, said everyone. Yes. Well, you might as well have something to eat. Eat, said Kathleen, looking up at the rack. Like or four lunch boxes were still. So, so they sat on the platform while 
O'Reilly told them um, about oh, prehistoric, prehistoric times. Are there any people? asked Erica after a while. Not for millions of years, said Robbie. Oh, was, only I was watching that smoke over there. Doesn't look like a, a volcano. They all looked several miles away. A, a thin column of smoke was, was rising above the front. Other people, it might be. Grab some weapons, said Ravi, and follow me. Armed with spanners and bits of rain from, from the bus, as they followed them, we ran down, down the hill into the forest. Slow going, since the ground between was choked with the ancestors of weeds, weeds and the grandfathers of wolves staying nettled. It can't be haved, cavemen, cost Ravi. Perhaps there are more time travelers. I'll just nip out this from I mean Hamlet said Inspector Nervous Norris. The rest is waiting for him the more or the next tick back. Inspector said Ravi, there's no answer but but something rustled high above them. Something was creeping away. Mr Green said Ravi, you you and the others go on ahead. He shinned up in, into the fern before they could protest. It was very quiet in the ferns, but out the corner of his eye he saw a brown shape shuffling away from the branch to branch. Grasping his banner, he followed it. What had happened to the inspector? Red, blue, and green dragonflies zoomed around as as, as, as Ravi tried to keep up the, the brown shape, shape in the view. In view. And something furry dropped onto his shoulders and hit him on the head. When, when Ravi he came, came to, to he found and he was tied up with creepers. Inspector North sat, sat next to him and on a wild wood branch high above the opposite that sat, sat a large gorilla a man in with, with Inspector Norris's cap on that had a gnarly club in one hand. Thank goodness he's woken up, whispered the inspector. I thought these was were going to eat us. What's happened to the others? We've got away, I hope, which is what we've got to do. Larry looked at the eight men. There, there were others too, a whole tribe of them in the surrounding trees. They tugged at the creepers. They didn't budge. Then the leaves by Zero parted, and an unfamiliar voice hissed, Don't look su- surprising, and do as I tell you. There's a soft snick as the creepers broke Right, said the wolf. Now jump. Larry and Inspector Norris threw themselves off the bench and scrambled down the Someone dropped down behind them and, and, 
and shouted it out for them to fire him. Turkey, we thought no, no, no one would ever turn, turn up, said the stranger as they ran. I don't want to me. Late of the East State, it's sanitation department. One moment we're going enough with even more. That the next we're in the middle of the walls of the roses. Where Roman soldiers is in King Arthur's nuts. I suppose it's your smoke pizza. The binman told, told them there's waste collection in Lori. They had landed in the first response before. And then it ran out of control. They, they came into the lorry, which by now is overgrown and the forest can't bear it. Two more council big men and the rest of the bus crew who were, were there was passing. Robbie had had to listen fast. Take a wheel off fast. Take a wheel off the lorry. Quick, he said. They even were almost a Upon them, and when they made either death or the bus, warning more of the and all of them. They're struggling through the mud to buy the lake when the dinosaurs shuffled out of the trees. It took no notice of them, but when it fell of the eight men, it roared angrily. So it's the work of a moment to walk. Looked it to the wheel onto the bus and, and then bus and and pile in and start the end. The battle between the dinosaur and the infant and was just getting interesting when the bus disappeared. River Erica Grind drove like mad. The time the time missed him hundreds time, and said that they were able to watch the land change below them. The forest was whisked away, whisked away like a puff of wind. A great sheer voice came in one three times. Who was himself? The stream that fed the lake became a river along which I and all the time, when the sun went around the skylight like a rocket, raising it, it's flickering like an old friend. Soon the outline of East State appeared, and there's only a few hundred years to go. Actually, Driver Grind, who, who by now is being an expert at this sort of thing, and stopped the bus at, at a quarter to four in the afternoon. And when the set fired up from and drove into East Street, the only 25 minutes, which is not that bad. We're 25 minutes late, said the transport reporter, turning out of this office. What happened? Well, said Rodney, and then thought how ridiculous the truth would sound. He had a puncture.
Okay, so um, since this episode is getting long, I'm going to do the credits real quick. Okay, um, this episode was produced by Gavin, by me, Gavin Snyder. It was narrated by my brother, Luke Snyder. Um, if you would like to support Serrated Edge, please subscribe wherever you listen. Um, also, you can, if you would like to support Serrated Edge, you can... Tell your friend, tell a friend about us, um, make a poster, send in a recording so we can feature it on an episode. Bye.